This is the Panthers Pulse, an inside look at the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League, exclusively at Panthers.com. It's radio, it's television, and it's on the web. We call it Panthers Pulse. It's Mike Kraft, along with the Panthers.com crew, Brian Strickland, Max Henson, and now introducing the newest member of our team, Bill Vaughn. Welcome Thank to you. the Panthers.com team. And as the many applause, I can hear the applause. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we, we're, we're on a budget. We don't have our uh, sound effects machine working. But, buddy, I just want to tell you, welcome to the team. I've worked shoulder to shoulder with you, elbow to elbow with you for many, many years, first in television, then on your website, Black and Blue Review. And, brother, it is good to have you on the team. And, and Panther fans, if there is any doubt that the number one source of Panthers coverage is right here on Panthers.com, this group right here will settle that argument. Welcome to the team, Appreciate brother. it. Good to be here. Good, Thanks man. Thanks for having me, guys. And, hmm? Thanks for having me. It's and, great to have you. Yeah, and what a, what a great time to start right here at the draft. So we're going to get into talking about the draft. Uh, last week we had Dave Gettleman's pre-draft press conference along with Don Gregory, Director of College Scouting, also Brandon Bean, Assistant General Manager. That brain trust really got me excited for this draft because as they talked about the Panthers on a prime position, and Bill, we'll start with you. As you look at this draft and what they have available in those first three rounds, this team is set to bring some good ball players in here. Yeah, and that's why I don't think, and I know there's a lot of hot rumors out there about about possibly moving up. I just I just don't think, first of all, that there's a need to do that because there are so many guys, and Dave Gettleman now in the last few weeks has um, likened it to Ben and Jerry's twice. Yeah. So just going in there and seeing all these types of flavors. So I just I don't see first and foremost him moving up because. Sure, there's going to be guys that they like that go in front of them, but I think ultimately there's going to be one or two guys that falls back to them that, that, that they really like there at that number eight spot. And, Brian, we're going to talk draft scenarios, but look, we're going four wide. It's only fitting we do it this week, isn't it? Yeah, four wide nationals at a Z-Max Dragway on <laughs> Friday. They usually have fireworks when they kick off something like that. Be, be again, there. Again, you, you got to use the voice. Oh, be there. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not in our budget. I am disappointed. I meant to go to the dollar store and get some noisemakers and confetti, but I just didn't have time. The dollar but. store? Yeah, that's a place to shop for party supplies. Okay. Don't you know? Or, or the party store. Brian shops at the dollar store yeah, okay. more frequently than you uh, might imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's just, <laughs> I, I think I, I would deserve more. You know how much better party favorites? But you know how much they are at the dollar store? A like, dollar. A dollar. Oh, right. So. Yeah. You no. know, some things at the dollar store aren't a dollar? Don't yeah, ask for less a price check. Okay. So, okay. Well, talk, about, we, talk draft scenario. Yeah. Oh, let's talk draft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, one thing I think it's important to remind fans about where the Panthers are picking. We want to go through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, just, you know, um, eighth is the default in every round of the draft for the Panthers this year. But, uh, you know, talking uh, along the lines of what Bill was talking about as far as the picks early on, you've got four picks in the first 98 that's picks in the first three rounds that's something Gettleman has talked about a lot very excited about the top 100 players in this draft the 98th pick is a compensatory pick you know that crazy formula based on free agency last year and then that second round and uh second second round pick is a result of the trade with the Patriots and Coney Ely uh for Coney Ely so we moved up into the second round and then it's pretty much eighth pick the rest of the weekend as you watch Thursday Friday Saturday the one exception there's 
round seven. The Panthers are picking 15th. That's because of the trade with the Browns for Andy Lee. But overall, you've got eight picks in a very deep draft, so a lot of good possibilities there. And, Max, as you look at that, we know the Panthers, if they stand pat, they're going to get a very good football players for the top 98. And if we were recruiting in college, I think you would beat your chest to get for the top 100 in, in college recruiting. Talk about scenarios on a global scale as you look at those first seven picks that could affect the Panthers' first pick. What, what are you looking for? Yeah, well, of course, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens ahead of Carolina, of course, who holds that eighth pick. And I think there are a couple teams in particular to keep an eye on. You know, the 49ers at number two is the first one you, you kind of wonder about. And, you know, the Panthers could be interested in a guy like Solomon Thomas, the versatile defensive lineman, and that's a name that at least the mock drafts have always kind of connected to San Francisco. But but what if the, the Niners don't take Solomon Thomas? And this is something that, that Bill wrote about on the website. You can kind of read more about that on Panthers.com. But but that's an interesting scenario. What if, what if they don't take him, and, and maybe how far could he fall? Would he be there at eight? And then I think you talk about the running backs. We've been talking about running backs for weeks on this show, connected to the Panthers, Fournette, McCaffrey. Would they be interested in one of those guys? Will that be the pick at number eight? Well, you've got some hot spots in the Jaguars and Jets at number four and number six. Jaguars have the fourth pick, and they've been connected to Leonard Fournette throughout this process. Is he going to come off the board there to Jacksonville? And then, and then the Jets, maybe, if, if Fournette doesn't go off there, does he come off at six, or does McCaffrey come off at that spot? So as far as kind of players that have been connected to the Panthers throughout the process, those are the three teams that I personally kind of immediately look at, and, and when they are on the clock, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go and how that might impact the Panthers' selection. Well, you said it. The fans' minds is definitely on running backs, and I, I kind of peaked. So uh, look at that poll that we had, the fan poll for this show, and when you look at the numbers, it is hard to get the fans' minds off the running back, and we asked them, what is the deepest position group in this NFL draft? And you see it there you know with uh, just over 1900 votes in the fans 44 percent running back now I ask you that a lot of folks minds on running back but Bill your story yesterday talked about what if and and Max alluded to it because here again knowing that this is the deepest position group it's not necessarily a guarantee with that eight pick is it? yeah but I'm not sure that say Dave Gettleman looks at that though as far as when he when he makes the pick at eight it, it really is best player available mm -hmm. so while that makes sense and, and while we might like to think about that maybe maybe that's a nugget maybe that's one extra piece of information they have in their head I think truly it's going to be best player available and just going back to what Max is saying I think just in there's what a couple days left before the draft right now but I do think there is some uh, some momentum behind the idea that if San Francisco doesn't take Solomon Thomas, he could fall all the way to number eight. And as we know about the general manager here, I think he he yeah. would he would probably yeah. be okay with uh, with a talented defensive lineman who a lot of people thought could and should go to mm -hmm. falling to number eight potentially. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree about the best available player there at number eight. But I do think it's another nugget of information. Again, this team doesn't draft for need, but it's comforting to know, hey, sure. if we want a running back at some point and we don't pick it in the first round because of the value there, there are a lot of talented running backs that we can look at later that may fit with, mm -hmm. you know, where you're able to marry need and value. And, of course, that is the ideal world for Dave. Uh, last week when we did our dream pick scenario, and if you want to go back and look at that, um, my scenario had a, a run on – on running backs being gone and I had Derek Barnett at that slot 
now a, a talented defensive player. Now, if you talk about Solomon Thomas or Barnett, you're talking about a defensive end coming into a situation where he's got Julius Peppers, Charles Johnson, Mario Addison. He's also got Eric Washington, defensive line coach. There couldn't be a better place to plug in a young defensive lineman for him to sort of like a laboratory he's gonna come out and he'll just be ripping people's heads off but after he gets around this group so you know you could see that as well um switching gears a little bit uh bill upon your arrival great get getting cam newton to talk about his rehab he seems very optimistic doesn't he have you known Cam to be anything other than? You know, that's that's just the guy he is, and uh, I, I I think it's interesting that he was willing to second guess a little bit his insistence on on playing in those final four games. I, I think that was one of the interesting things to come out of there. But of course, you know, with that said, he he said he did it because he wants to you know be the leader on this team to show to show why he's why he's the captain. And so while the, there is I think valid talk about what happened and and why he did that in the last month of the season, I think the good news is is that he is on track and I and I expect him to be ready uh, to throw by the time training camp comes around and really that's that's what matters most sure he'll be on the field during spring workouts and all that other stuff and and if the Panthers do add another receiver or two in the next week or so then it's a bummer he won't be on the field with them over spring workouts but as long as he's on the field and a hundred percent for the start of training camp that's what matters most and I think that a lot of the hand-wringing and the worrying about all this will will be put in the rearview mirror by then Good deal. Well, one thing we do on the show, we always want to uh, touch base with our fans. Uh, Max, you got some questions over there from fans? Yeah, well, let's let's keep it on the quarterback uh, topic. Obviously, Cam, the franchise quarterback here. But a question from Kyle Gamwell, who asks, any chance we see a quarterback drafted late in this year's draft? Gettleman always says best available. What if a quarterback happens to be the best available player, maybe on day three, let's say? Well, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, yeah, Max, we wrote about that a little while back on the website. You remember we kind of talked about it beforehand. The You know, teams do it all the time. I mean, the Packers have done it relatively recently. The Steelers have done it relatively recently. The Patriots have a history of doing that. Those, guys, those teams have pretty good starting quarterbacks, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense to look for depth at that position. You know, as we – you know, a couple guys that came to mind to me as we looked at that, me and you talked about were Brad Kaya from uh, Miami. You know, kind of talking about mid to late round uh, targets if right. you want to go there. Mm -hmm. Gerard Evans out of Virginia Tech, another ACC guy. I think that's an interesting guy who has a similar skill set but is a very raw prospect. But that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about a backup that you might want to have a role down the line in in that you know in that regard so i mean it's a distinct possibilities teams do it all the time so At bottom line is and I, I i mean just to say simply you can improve every single position on a football team and anytime you say okay we're set at a position look out and I think this year, when you look at what's going on with camp, just having a number of arms to go through uh, OTAs uh, is necessary. Yeah. And when you can plug a young guy into the mix and, and challenge for one of those backup spots, it cannot hurt competition is good. And Brian says teams do it all the time, but the Panthers haven't. The Panthers haven't done it since 2011, right. so it does seem about that time to do it. Yeah. Got any more questions? Yeah, yet? let's do another one. We got a question from Newton, please, who says, "Will you got? Will the Panthers trade up, trade down, or stay at eight? Obviously, Bill alluded to this earlier on the show, talking about why he thinks Panthers wouldn't trade up. 
but Trey Down is another thing that's been thrown out there a lot. And of course, it's not just round one, it's round two and round three. Any movement that we might foresee or think would be a good thing to see happen. Talk, I, talk I also, about it. Yeah, I also don't think he would he would trade back. I mean, obviously, you you would love for something like that, especially in a draft as deep as this. I think a lot of teams though are going to want to trade back. And Dave mentioned it the other day. If if the guy is there that you want, then you just you go and get him. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been able to. They probably were able to trade back the last few years or whatever. But you know how quickly he gets his picks in, especially that <laughs> first one. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think we're going to see any movement here in the first round. I do think right. later in the draft and, and perhaps even later on Thursday night, we might see something. We could see them moving up into the first. Uh, but as far as that number eight pick, I, I don't see yeah. that. Yeah, and just going back to the draft where they we went up and got Devin Funches, you know, Dave kind of really gave some insight into what went into that decision. They looked at their board, and it was getting picked apart pretty clean, and they felt, look, this is the guy that we want. He's the only guy we've got with this high a grade on. Let's do what it takes to go up and get him. And, of course, that was the second round. They moved up, and they got Devin Funches. We've seen him move up into the fourth round before as well. So I'm with Bill. I don't think the first round will see movement, but I think in those in that second or third round, if there's a guy that stands out on that board as way higher than the rest and they think they can go get him, it wouldn't shock me to, say, to see Dave stick to his guns and say, guys let's make it happen that phone call was a, a draft a trade offer so we're going to put that <laughs> on hold to after this show um as you look at this team and and go back to last year's draft i mean you had two draft picks who had a hard time making this football team so if you draft back and get more picks you put yourself in that situation i i would almost see it more likely to you know like you said max if you see a position getting picked apart and you want to jump up and get a guy you know uh use those picks because come training camp it's going to be tough for guys to make this team when you look at how free agency set up this team for this run i mean you got a lot of veterans who've come in now who are going to command some reps and where does a young guy fit in and get the time to crack this roster as a a late draft pick or undrafted free and they agent. want to give their udfas a chance to make it too dave, dave talked about that a couple years ago when they had nine picks right it was just so it's it's so hard to make the end of the roster and there's so much roster churning going that do you necessarily need all these picks that's, right. that's a good that's a good point Mike. right well let, let's look at what's ahead because guys i'm telling you with this team formed right here we are ready to go into this draft full bore i mean with all guns blazing and uh, cover this team and this week is going to be a great week for panthers.com we're going to trot out some live shows right here on panthers.com starting with a pre-draft show uh noontime tomorrow uh then we're going to come back with post-draft specials after each uh pick or after each uh, round of the draft and the final wrap up on saturday so a lot of stuff going on right here on panthers.com and uh, we're also streaming that live, Dan. I got to look over at you. Streaming live on Facebook, and uh, I mean, I don't understand the technology and 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 the mobile app. <laughs> All this electronic stuff is really passed me by. But uh, you know, I'm gonna hang in there. You're gonna be on multiple platforms. Mike. I, You're gonna you be know, everywhere. I'm overexposed as <laughs> it is. The love. I mean, yeah. careful with that. <laughs> but extensive coverage throughout the draft from these guys right here. I'm enjoying your work leading up to the draft guys and i know it will continue and also live press conferences each day uh that they i'm telling you we got it all we got it all i can't get it all in but look as always we promise to stop talking before you stop listening it's mike craft on behalf of the entire crew we'll see you right here during the week on panthers.com <laughs>